Yo, what's up? This is DJ Yellow from the world's most dangerous group. What's up? This is DOC, the Diggy Diggy motherfucking doc. Yo, 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 what's up? This is your boy, Z-Murray. What up, yo? This is This is Jerry Heller, motherfucker. It's your boy, DJ Paul KOL for 360 Young Dizzy Ball. Vice World. This your man, Matt Mine the Hell Razor. Yo, this is DJ Ready Red. What up, what up, what up? This is the real Rick Ross, and you're listening to me on the Murder Master Music Show. Well, you know, I started off, um, you know, actually back before that, I, you know, I started at 
that was kind of called the Southwest Conservatory for the Performing Arts. It was kind of like a little studio in, in, in Dallas, North Dallas, Texas. And then um, from there, I kind of moved to Los Angeles. And then later on, as I started kind of venturing into the producing side and, and the line producing of a film and, and, and TV, um, I then went into UCLA for uh, to kind of hone those skills uh, a little better and, and kind of prepare me for what's to come and what the, the journey that I've kind of been on off and on for a bit. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of uh, a lot of great films under your belt. Like I've mentioned, a few of the people you work with. Uh, what was it like working with Danny Trejo? I interviewed him many years ago when he was doing the Snoop Dogg Hood of Horrors movie. Uh, very humble individual. Nice. Yeah, uh, it's funny. Danny, I, I've kind of uh, we have a, a group of friends that are very close with him, and I've been around him a few times, and I've worked with him a couple times, um, but. You know, like you said, he's actually, you know, at first when you meet him, you're like, oh, my God, this is like Danny Trejo. He's an extremely intimidating human being. And then you start talking to him, and he is one of the most phenomenal just people that I've ever met and his stories. And, you know, so many times on set, he would he's talked about his, you know, a lot of his personal stories and things that he's encountered and his time in jail and prison and his, you know, time on the streets, and you, you you actually, you know, but it's always in a very kind of uh, teachable way where, like, you, you kind of come out of the conversation being grateful for things and also making sure you stay on the right path and, and going, wow, like, you know, it, it, it could have gone either way very quickly, you know, for him. Um, and I think it's also what makes him, I mean, he's just a fantastic person to be around. He's funny clever, you know, charming and intelligent and it's uh yeah, it's always it's always really fun to be around him cuz he's just a very charismatic uh human being. Yeah, and considering all he's been through too, um to come out on top exactly. is amazing. Plus he does a lot yeah, of work to yeah. help people. You know, um 100%. when I was uh, talking yeah. to him, I asked him why you always play a bad guy and he says cuz uh, God didn't bless me with a Johnny Depp face. And you know what? And you know, it's very real, but it's like it's like he's turned that interesting enough, it's like in life he is one of the ultimate good guys. You know what I mean? And 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 it's which which is the irony of, of life because a lot of people that you can meet that play the good guy or are quote unquote the good guy in real life not so much, you know. Yeah. So I find it to be, yeah. you know, very, very, very ironic. Oh yeah, it's those moments Definitely. where I find like life, life has a sense of humor, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. It's it's uh, one of those situations <laughs> where things aren't what they seem, you know. Right, uh, right. But yeah. um, you know, in the world of Karenisms, <laughs> things are always what they yeah. seem. Um, you can get on YouTube or any you know social media platform and pull up hundreds of videos of crazy women, most of them always always racist, um, just just harassing people, getting people arrested. You know, uh, sometimes even yeah. getting people probably killed. Um, yeah. What inspired you yeah. to make the Karen film? Well, you know, um, uh, it's interesting. Uh, um, it was brought to me actually by you know by one of my producing one of my best friends and producer uh, uh, Craig Chapman 
and then also, you know, uh, Damon Coke Daniels. Like, I've known Coke for many, many years, and I actually produced. We worked together about 13 years ago um, on a, one of his earlier films um, that we worked on called Busted, um, and that's actually how we met. Um, and act funny enough, even back then when we were a lot younger, um, Craig Chapman also was involved, you know, in connecting all of us and, and just kind of really supporting uh, Coke and, and, and his work. So, um, you know, I think when this one was presented to me, I almost, it was one of those things where, honestly, it's, I don't want to say fate, but it was just one of those things where life just threw it across my desk as I, like I think many other people are going have been going through almost like soul searching or self awareness during these times, especially in the last year, year and a half. Um, and it, it kind of came to me, and I, it, it it was one of those things that at the moment I, I was like, yeah, I need to be part of this, you know, and I need to be part of this for multiple reasons. Um, I know that there's so many points of views, and you know, there's always a, the obvious statement of a quote unquote Karen, right, or a Ken. And what they represent, which is a little tricky for me because, you know, look, I grew up in the South. I grew up in Texas, you know, and I have amazing, wonderful friends. I'm originally from Puerto Rico. So, you know, I come from a very diverse cultural family, but even my friends in Texas and some of my best friends are white, you know. Um, and so that I've grown up with and kind of gone through the grind with in the 90s, you know, and like kind of scrapping through the streets, you know, where – Quite frankly, it wasn't about the color of your skin or even your economic background. It was just like, hey, man, you know, whose house can we go to today because our parents are working, you know what I mean, or whatever it was. So it was a different kind of um, uh, uh, thing. But, you know, with, with the, the Karen situation, you know, I think one of the things that also attracted me to it was the fact that, you know, there's something a little deeper than just what you see on the outside that people are so quick to point out or even why they even react the way they do and become Karens or Kens. You know, it's it's the, the undertone of entitlement, you know, which is kind of, I feel, is the, the root and the beginning of what you see that then gets labeled as a Ken or a Karen, right? Um, and, and that growing up in different cultures and traveling around the world is I've came to to realize and see that it's a little dangerous because entitlement can look, you know, in this country right now, it's looking very, you know, women of Caucasian, you know, white kind of descent and background and everything else. But, you know, it's, in other parts of the world, it's entitlement, the bottom line, which just kind yeah. of says I can kind of do anything I want to whenever I want to, to whomever I want to, and I don't care what it, how the outcome is towards the other person. And even themselves, knowingly or not knowingly, you know, which – anyway, that was really the foundation, you know, of it because I didn't want to go into something like, okay – this is the obvious. I've experienced it myself. I've experienced all of the above, you know, racism, discrimination. I've experienced, you know, harassment from law enforcement. 
I've experienced amazing things from law enforcement. So I can genuinely say I've experienced across the spectrum, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So I was like, how can I also make something and stand by something that I'm proud of, but also, you know, my family and friends are proud of. I don't want people coming to me going, yo, like, what the F is that all about, bro? You know what I mean, or whatever. So anyway, so that's, that's, that's kind of what, what I held on to and what kind of brought me to it because, you know, also just seeing what's happening in the world and what's been happening in America, I felt like I, I wanted to be part of something that just put something up and have people just, you know, look at it. Because sometimes people, it's hard to get people to just look at something. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You got to, uh, it, it's got to have that appeal factor. But with something like this, I mean, it, it's as real as it gets because it's happening every single day. I heard that while yeah. you guys were actually filming the movie, uh, you had to deal with real life Karens and Kens on the set. Uh, what was that all about? Um, yeah, you know, well, interesting. You know, uh, the first scenario was, you know, the the area was kind of just, it's just for conversation's sake, we'll just leave it, no specific names or areas or anything. But, you know, there was was already, from what I gathered in, in the news, there was like certain neighbors going around, putting notes in people's mailboxes saying let's try to now we want to keep preserve this neighborhood, we want to keep it um as white as possible, for a lack of better words that'll have the letter in front of me, but it was on the actual news while I was filming in Atlanta. And, you know, it just so happened that, you know, some of the crew members were like, Hey, did you see this? And I was like, No, and I looked at it and then we kinda of looked at where where we were gonna be filming and I was like, Oh my God you know, I was like, my stomach turned. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to, like, bring a hundred diverse, you know, ethnic people of color, you know, and, and whatnot into this area. And I instantly, you know, I had my moments of kind of concern and panic because, you know, it was my first time filming there. I, you know, it was in the middle of not only the, the pandemic and the election hoopla was happening, and it was right before the election results and the election was happening. So there was a lot happening that was very heightened already in America, you know, and, and now especially in this outside of Atlanta proper, uh, which, you know, look, the neighborhoods can have its its specific point of views and thoughts, if you will, you know. So it was a little bit uh, nerve-wracking and then kind of getting there and uh, luckily, the, the the places that we were actually filming in, the the homes that we were able to to to, to film in and rent, um, those neighbors were <laughs> phenomenal. You know, the owners of the homes were just fantastic. They obviously asked what the film was about. We told them they were 100% behind it. They they were just beyond accommodating. Uh, now, some of the neighbors um, were not. You know, we had people flying drones, taking photos. Um, you know, calling the police, um, you know, just really kind of, you know, calling the the HOA um, and complaining. I think it was, I mean, the community was like 600 homes plus. And so, you know, it it was was kind of, and it was surreal because, again, like I said, there was like a lot happening in my job. It was always to keep people safe. You know, it was like Atlanta 
you know, in the wintertime is, you know, it's cold, it's outside, you know, the weather changes, it's raining, it goes up to freezing temperatures, COVID is happening, you know, you have to make sure that no one contracts COVID on your set or it can cause the set to, you know, to, to shut down or, or, you know, people can get sick or die or whatever. And so, you know, all those elements are happening all at the same time. Then you have, like, the political tension that's happening in America at the same time. And, you know, then you have these, you know, individuals kind of coming out, um, making the, their presence known. Um, it was, a, you know, it, it, there was moments where it was very surreal. You know, it was like a, 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 a art imitating life, you know, sort of speak, or life imitating art. I think that's the way it goes. Art, uh, yeah, life imitating art. Um, where it just it was like happening not only in real life but also on this project that I'm working on. So it was a little bit, you know, it was a lot at times. I have to say, it took. I'm glad I had the team that I had um, with me because uh, it took every single person and every single um, personality and character and will to kind of keep it together at, at moments. To be honest with you, yeah. Wow. I mean, that, that sounds like an enormous amount of pressure. Like you said, it's your job to keep everybody safe. But they were flying drones in at you guys? And what, did they know you were filming a movie about them, basically? No, no. You know what it is? It's Look, it's the neighborhood was a particular type of neighborhood with a particular type of yeah. people that live in those neighborhoods, right? And all they see is... You know, it's like any other suburbs. I, I've I've lived in them. I have friends in them in, in you know, in Texas and, and, and even in Atlanta. They're just, you know, they're suburbs, right? So it's usually very quiet. Things are very kind of calm, whatever. And then all you see is these trucks and people kind of coming into your neighborhood, and all of a sudden they don't look like you. <laughs> they don't look like you. They don't act like you. And some of them... Some people didn't even you wouldn't want they didn't want us in the neighborhood, you know. So that kind of was the gist. So that's kind of where it was an interesting thing that the film what the film was about happened to be we're living it as we're doing it. And then at the same wow. time, you know, by acts I don't even know how, but of course the context got and the subject of the film got out. And it was then posted on the website of the community, you know, and uh, that then changed everything. You know, it's like people are calling, you know, that there was a, a few death threats, you know. Um, there was a lot of we're suing, you know, if you make us, you know, look bad. Like, it was just a lot death of Death threats against you, Sevier? Uh, well, you know, look, I wouldn't say directly against me uh, per se. I think it might have been, uh, you know, there were general threats towards the production. There was general threats yeah. towards the people that um, provided us with the opportunity to shoot there. Meaning, you know, when you when you film a movie or you do anything on location, you have to go through the proper channels, right? There's a locations manager. There's a site reps. There's the city and permits and police officers like you take, you know, there's permits, insurances, there's things you have to kind of do to properly film somewhere uh, in public. So, you know, a lot was directed towards a specific individual that I'd rather just kind of keep on the, you know, just not mention for 
the obvious and numerous reasons, but uh, they were primarily towards that individual, which then was, came towards me. And, of course, you know, I am at the top. So people come to me, and it's like, hey, man, this is happening to me or this is happening to us. You know, we need your support and we need your protection or, we, you know, you're, you're the boss. We, you know, how do we handle this? And then, of course, you know, my job is to step in and protect them the best I can, you know, and, and, uh, and kind of be that, that wall and handle whatever comes came uh, head on, you know, and being the first person that anyone and anything encountered versus them. Yeah, that's, that's amazing, man. And, and I'm sorry you guys had to go through that, though. That's, uh, I mean, you're there to do a job. You know, make create entertainment for people, and um, you shouldn't have to deal with that. Um, you know, it's, it's yeah, ironic know. though. You're making a movie about it, and there you are dealing with it. It's crazy. But it, you know what? That's that was the most surreal thing. I think was the most mentally and emotionally kind of taxing and breaking at moments because yeah. I mean, you know, my producing partner and I, like, you know, we, we probably I've never taken more walks in my entire life, you know, just because every night or multiple times throughout the day, I would just need to have a moment to myself and or just go for a walk and, like, just decompress, just find that next level of strength, that next level of, like, sanity, because it was at times a lot. And, look, this is what we do, you know, um, as artists. You know, you, ha- you have your Marvel movies, and then you have your, you know, 12 Years a Slave, and your Shander's List, and your Life is Beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you then have other movies that then kind of show you life, you know, and show you what is really happening. Now, you know, it just so happened to be that, and I think that's... It's one of those things where I think it was a pivotal moment, I think, in my career where I'm like, you know what, we're doing the right thing because being a person of, you know, ethnicity and, you know, color um, and having maybe 1% or a a slight drop of looking to make a difference or, or just put something out there that, you know, listen, it can be controversial, I'm I'm all for that, you know. I think too much fluff kind of can make people soft and can make, I think, people not really confront the realities of life in general, you know. And I think that can be dangerous, you know, to some degree. So, you know, it's it's kind of, you know, anyway, so so I I think this one was one of those, you know. I think my, you know, next projects are going to be, are different and, and, but I feel like, I like the calling of, you know, my next project's a little lighter and it's more you go for a journey and it's entertainment. But then, you know, a few, couple other ones are, again, just make your brain think and just kind of paint the picture for you really quick and have you kind of take a look at things and see what you think. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and that really takes dedication. Um, but you've been doing this for a minute, uh you got this out of the way. What's next, uh, Sevier, for you? Um, you know what? What's ne- what's next? Actually, uh, is a really really cool project. I think it's kind of happening fairly quick. Um, but uh, first, I have a really great project with 
that is with Nike and with the Jordan brand. Um, it's a fantastic, fantastic group of people and global figures. Um, uh, that's just going to be a really solid project and very, very fun that I'm actually really ecstatic about. Um, and then, you know, from there, there's a, a film that we'll be working on. Uh, I'll be going back home to Puerto Rico and doing a film called Year Two. Um, and then from there, I there's another film called Secondary Effect um, that's on deck, as well as another film that is called Killing Class, which will be shot back in Puerto Rico, um, uh, as well as, you know, I think a couple other projects, uh, one's called Sweethearts, which is a very, another kind of controversial film in the sense that it takes place, uh, you know, in the, in the like I said, 30s and 40s and 50s era um, that kind of deals with a, uh, a lot of other elements that, quite frankly, are still present today, you know. Um, and then from Sweethearts, you know, there's a, another film called Tilts and, you know, uh, The Copy. So there's a few projects kind of moving up through hopefully, you know, the end of this year into, you know, 2023, which is very exciting. Oh, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. Now, uh, the Karen movie uh, could be seen on BET, correct? Uh, for my, it's so funny. It's um, so many different times back and forth. Uh, it comes out September 14th on BET. You can currently see it on the streaming services, uh, you know, iTunes, Amazon, uh, Prime, I think Redbox, um, yeah, like all all the streaming services, it's currently having it now, and it's uh, on air. You can rent it and see it, and then it comes out uh, on BET September fourteenth, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, let me ask, so. let me ask you this, Xavier. Uh, since I mean, since you've been in the business, I always wanted to ask a you know a producer director this question: um, What are the pluses and minuses? Of the way the uh, uh, the movie industry has changed, uh, as far as now, like you got movies that that'll go in the theaters and also straight to streaming and and things like that. Uh, what are the pluses and minuses of streaming? You know, I mean, it's interesting. Look, the, the major uh, what got me into movies was going to the movies with my dad, right? And so watching the Star Wars movies and, and ET and. Just going to the movies, like that experience alone is pretty phenomenal and it's great. And you almost go into a world of your own and nothing is distracting you. You know, you're just kind of there and you go for a ride for however long the movie is, um, which is fantastic. And then, you know, the streaming, um, I think now, you know, it's like people want to do it more at home or it's another option. And, you know, especially with the landscape of the way the world's turning, uh, it's kind of become more accessible. So, you know, I think the plus is, you know, look, I, I've somewhat become a homebody a little bit, so I like to watch everything and not miss out, so it's awesome. And luckily I can, you know, have my big TV and my sound or whatever and just kind of get away in my own home. Um, but I think that the minus is that, I don't know, you know, I think the minus is that you it it 
creates more individuality. I think going to the movies and going out was kind of an event, right? You went to the movie, you went to get something to eat, then you went to the movies, then you went to the movies, and then you went, to, then you got something to eat with a group of friends or a date or your loved ones or whatever. And it was more like a, an event, an engagement. You kind of, you know, you were around people, you socialized. It, it was a good thing to be out with other people, you know, um, and have that experience and possibly meet other people or even run into friends at the movie theaters, you know, and or acquaintances. And there was, there was more life being lived than I think that, that yeah. streaming takes away from because you just do it at your house. Like, I catch myself not wanting to go out and do anything, you know, and it's interesting because a friend of mine, you know, Jesse Garcia, he was like, hey, man, I'm going to go to this, this screening, private screening uh, premiere event for, you know, In the Heights, do you want to come? And I was like, eh, eh, sure, but then I really didn't want to, and I caught myself kind of going like, what is that all about? Like, why don't you want to go? And of course I go, and it was fantastic, and I loved it. And it was, I'm back at the theater, and I'm watching a movie, and I got to meet new people and discuss the, the movie, and, and it, it, all of a sudden we hung out afterwards, and I genuinely was like, wow, I almost missed out on this. Yeah. So, oh yeah. You know, I think so much. Yeah, so that's kind of the yeah. So yeah, and and also you know, look, I think everybody's. I think the, you know the industry in general is trying to find new ways to continue the revenues and its livelihood because so much is changing and so much changes so fast that um, you know it's one of those things. So it's and hopefully I answered that question properly because I you know no uh, you or, did. It made sense, you, so, okay. No, you, <laughs> you did because uh, you're the perfect one to answer that because this is the world that that you do business in and, and that you work in, and, and um, you know, it's constantly evolving, constantly changing, just like the music industry. When everything went yeah. uh, digital, MP3 file, and all these different sites, you know, people had to adapt, and, and many artists had to learn how to uh, restructure their whole career, you know. Yeah, and uh, I was just 100%. trying to figure out how you were adapting to it, and, and looks like you're doing real good. Um, yeah. Severe, I want to you know, thank I, I you so of, much, man. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, of course. Thank you for having me. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. No, this has been awesome. Thank you for taking the time to you know um, have a conversation, and you know I'm always grateful. I appreciate it. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um and uh if anybody um you know wants to check out any uh of your other work or anything like that, do you got a uh website they can go to or uh, you know what, honestly, uh they wanna check out any other other work, they can always go to like obviously the IMDB, um which, you know, said your crest about IMDB and there's kind of a list of work and then you know, obviously it'll direct you to where you can find it. Obviously, the website, you know, I mean, you can usually kind of keep up on what's going on at, you know, SevierCresto.com. Um, usually, a lot of, you know, news articles or things like that that kind of come through. And then, of course, you know, everybody's favorite is, like, you know, Instagram. Uh, just to kind of, I kind of always, whether I'm on, if I'm on set or talking to someone or whatever, it's also a good kind of peek into my world to, to see what's going on and, and what's next or, or where to find you know, what's going on? Well, th 
Thank you very much, my friend. Um, you take care of yourself and watch out for those Karens. They're everywhere, as you know. <laughs> yes, sir. You too. Take care. Be safe. Thank you so much. Peace. That's Peace what's up, it. everybody. That's Xavier uh, Crespo right there. Check out Karen. It's um, it's out there, you know. Everybody go uh, support it, you know. And also delve into his um, you know, previous work. You know, keep up with him, see what he's doing in the future. Uh, so shout out to uh, shout out to Severe, real uh, real dope to interview him. We're gonna get out of here. We'll see you guys in episode eight forty four. Peace.